Hey George, how are you doing? Hi Mikey, how, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Yeah, I'm good, thanks as well, just the usual. Um, always looking forward to doing one of these podcasts with you. Absolutely. We had a little bit of a struggle, uh, struggle didn't we, setting up this one? But, um, yeah, got I know. <laughs> Finally got over the technical issue. Um, yeah. Always. You know how computers are, really. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, how's everything going in terms of uh, at home? Everything all right? Yeah, yeah, going well, going well. It's just, um, of course, it's a crazy situation what we're going through. But as always, we're trying to do our best with what we've got. Um, so, yeah, just keep ticking along, really. Mm. But, yeah, nice. And uh, so, yeah, so welcome, viewers um, or listeners, more like. But <laughs> welcome to another episode. I think it's season two, episode five now. And yeah. yes, would you like to introduce the topic of discussion? Sure. So today is going to be quite an exciting one. Why? Because we're kind of challenging the, 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 I suppose the norm or the common thinking, the especially stigma, not. I think, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Um, it's a common belief that people somehow have to go to the gym to build muscle. And yeah, we're not going to contradict that idea because, of course, when you add resistance to to your muscles in the form of weight, that's how we grow muscles. But of course it's it's kind of believed or at least thought by many that you can't build muscle when at home and so i suppose the aim of this episode is just to kind of bring about some possibilities to how we could um for how we could actually propose muscle gain during this time so mikey if you wanted to kind of hit this off with how people could potentially gain muscle mass whilst at home yeah, definitely. And um, I think it would be quite nice to start off the fundamentally. So how do we grow muscle? Um, mm. Strictly, basically speaking, uh, progressive overload. So over a period of time, you're overloading your muscles uh, gradually. Okay, so not quickly, but gradually overloading your muscles. And then slowly you'll get those adaptations through. What you're doing essentially is creating micro tears within your fibers. And then over time when you recover, especially in your sleep, that's why sleep is really important, you'll recover and build muscles. And uh, it depends on various things as well, such as rep range and sets, but don't worry, we'll cover that in this podcast. But um, but yeah, so to build muscle, you just have to create micro tears. And essentially, you can create micro tears in, uh, with bodyweight exercises, okay? Um, Bodyweight exercises aren't just for toning up, aren't just for you know fat loss and just doing the compound movements. If you go out there and actually look at calisthenic athletes, um, they could build muscle with various different movement patterns. And I think it's really clever how they do it um, in terms of like the different angles they attack their muscle um, and how they distribute the weight. Because if you think about it, you know your body weight is relative, isn't it? So if you're quite light, but if you're able to somehow use 80% of your body weight as the load to do an mm. exercise, that's quite a lot of body weight for your body size and your weight. Mm, for sure, for sure. So there is a workaround. Um, you know, if you weigh 80 kg, right, and somehow you're able to, you know, utilize 80% of your weight or something like that, um, you could really like, if you think about it, it's probably about what, 60 kilos, isn't it? 60, 70 kilos, yeah. something yeah. like that. Um, so that is, you know, that's not lightweight. That's that's relatively good for your body weight. And you could yeah. utilize that in a way to, to build muscle mass as well. 100%, 100%. I think fundamentally, it's just going back to the basics and actually taking away any preconceived ideas to 
how best to grow muscle because yes of course when in order to grow muscle like we've just said it's to bring a stimulus to your muscle so then the micro tears can occur now the key word in that sentence is resistance and as Mikey, Mikey just so perfectly alluded to guys resistance can come in any form at the end of the day your muscle your muscle does not understand the difference between a weight on the barbell or 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 even you know a, a kettle or a can or a water bottle resistance weight they're all the same thing guys and so ultimately if you want to build muscle it's all about putting a resistance or stress to a muscle and that can be in any form because muscle just cannot tell a difference and it doesn't matter because resistance is resistance you're working against gravity so mikey i think you said that perfectly then no, you said that perfectly as well. So, you know, <laughs> when you brought awesome. the point, um, your muscles don't understand. That's that's really good. doesn't understand yeah. what where the weight's coming from. Oh, so. they don't, do they? They don't. It's, mm. Yeah. And that opens up yeah. so many doors for different techniques and different protocols mm. we could use to really harness our body weight. Um, oh, definitely. I think when I think when you um, take things back to the basics, you know, mm. for example, cavemen, they didn't have weights, did they? What did they use? They used rocks. They used um, they used to build caves with with axes and things that used to make. They they didn't have the scientific equipment that we have today in these gyms, but they you know from our um, scientific evidence and uh, ash. Um, what's it called when you search for bones? I can't remember. What it oh, um, archaeology. Archaeology, yes. Yeah, and so when we when we use archaeology, we found that these cavemen were very strong people, um, and that's simply because they were putting their muscles and their bodies against the resistance. So it just brings us back to that fundamental standpoint that our bodies and our muscles cannot distinguish the difference between what is a weight on a barbell and what is just a fundamental resistance within gravity so on that premise then mikey i think one, now that we've kind of laid the foundation and we've we've kind of um we've we've paved we've we've made sense of what resistance is how can we use that how can we use that foundation then to to grow muscle and, and for, you know for most effective use at home and yeah i think and um to come off what you do, what you're saying as well. Um, another key element on on top of everything uh, is consistency, and um, in terms of building the muscle, you still have to. If you're at home and you're still training, um, make sure you're still following a structured program. You know, structured consistency, structured loads, uh, structured deloads. You know, all of these things that you do in the gym, you just do at home basically. Um, and you know, gradually, gradually increase the weight after each session. And if you find that you're lacking equipment, um, there's one technique that I like doing, uh, and it's, it's for bodyweight exercises. It's called a biomechanical drop set, um, if that's the official name for it. But I'm not really sure. So what that is is literally just using your body weight in, like I said, in, at different angles and changing the variation of an exercise to make it harder. Um, and then you start from the hardest one and then you work your way down to the next hardest one when you get to, uh, t like fatigued. And the more fatigued you get, the, you keep dropping the variations until you get to the basic one and you're still working at overload. Um, I'm sorry, and overloading the muscle. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Mikey, because you've clearly addressed the fact that it's about consistency. 
and in the same way that um, I suppose yeah it's it's that it's that prime analogy that you can go to the gym once let's say you know let's say you've just signed up to a gym right you know you're paying an average membership fee of I don't know 20 pounds a month and you go let's say a fair twice a week or mm. once a week that may grow muscle for you that may do you some favors but ultimately the more consistent that you're going say three four maybe five times a week the more likely you are to grow the muscle so it's about progressive overload and utilizing resistance to its biomechanical advantage yeah true yep and um and one thing that i like to bring up actually obviously during this time you, you see a rise in home workouts right um and what I've noticed from them is they, they, they just feel like a one-off to me. Um, that's why I brought this point up about consistency. You go online, you look at the home workouts, um, and it's good, you know, if it's a one-off and it's a live session, uh, you, you could literally smash that out with other people and really enjoy it. But don't make that your primary, you know, form of training. Um, mm. It's good to get some form of activity in throughout the day, but your primary form of training should be structured um, to get you gains. And you should be planning your deload, like I said, planning your progressive overload and your increases. Um, and yeah, and definitely, you know, just because you're at home and you're not in the gym, um, it doesn't mean those fundamental values go out the window. Um, you just have to re, you know, restructure, reform and reapply into yeah. your current situation. And yeah. definitely the home workouts at home, they're brilliant. You know, loads, loads and loads of people are releasing home workouts and I really congratulate them. It's really good stuff. Um, but again, don't make that your primary source of training. Do them, but then apply something else on top, which is con more consistent. Yeah. And I think it does depend on the individual listening to this podcast right yeah. now, because there will be people that quite religiously go to the gym and therefore will need to match something at home in parallel to that whereas there's of course listeners that maybe haven't even stepped foot into a gym their whole life and of course are just starting from from scratch really um so it really depends on your current situation and just being able to adapt with the situation that we've got um but i think mikey you said some really good points there for sure no oh, thank you cheers <laughs> Yeah. Okay, yeah, anything so, anything you um you like to share as well in terms of how they could um you know promote muscle gain uh, whilst at home yeah so i think when you're at home most people have limited equipment i don't know about you mikey but i have not much else other than maybe a couple of resistance bands in my cupboard right so we need to adapt and the best way to to adapt to your to your home environment because of course we're all staying at home now is just to find things that have resistance. So if you can maybe be, and this is where you have to start using your imagination, but if you can find things that maybe are quite heavy in the household, such as a kettle, or if you've got quite a big water bottle that you could potentially fill up, or even multiple bottles, fill them all up and pop them into a carrier bag. And there, you've got, there you go, you've got like a resistance or like a kettlebell resistance already. So it's just about being resourceful, imaginative and creative. If, of course, you really are stuck on finding ideas, A, you could YouTube things, or B, actually not even potentially use any equipment and just simply use your body. Because like we, like Mikey first said in, at the beginning of this episode, resist, resistance is resistance. And if you can use your body effectively to bring about that stress for the muscle, then the body doesn't care. It's getting that form of resistance. So it's just utilizing various um, biomechanical 
and physiological techniques to to produce fat response and a great way so this is a tip now for you if you're listening a great way of doing that is using something known as eccentric loading now when people perform a given rep so i want you to right now in your mind picture somebody performing a bicep curl okay so bicep curls you've got a weight in your hand and you're bringing your your wrist up to your up to your forearm up to your shoulder and then as you now lower the weight down towards ground the ground that's known as the eccentric phase of the rep that is where typically we are stronger now as we are stronger on that eccentric phase of a rep we should be utilizing um, and and using that exact biomechanical advantage to, to, to promote more muscle gain because if we're stronger there we shouldn't be doing the same time that we should be on the concentric phase because we're stronger therefore it's easier in a sense so what we should be doing is actually taking our time and increasing what's known as time under tension and time under tension is where we bring about most metabolic stress and um, micro tears that Mikey also alluded to so that's a little tip there we can potentially go into more depth in a minute but Mikey I wanted just to return back to you to, to kind of hear your thoughts and any comments about eccentric loading I think you're touching that very very nicely um, in you. regards you know it's, it's it's really good how you explained it and you went technical um, and it's, I'll be honest it's not much I could add to what you said it's really good uh -huh. um, Thanks, man. And yeah, I think you've alluded to a point um, or like a category as well where yeah. um, I'm going to start trying to convey to uh, our listeners is that strength is not about just muscle. Um, it's, now, I know it sounds contradicting, but there are a whole load of biomotor abilities that come into strength, such as coordination, stabilization, you know, intermuscular coordination, intramuscular yeah. coordination. Yeah. Um, and what I mean by those is your nervous system gets involved as well. So to get stronger, your nervous system could adapt to fire better. So rate coding as well. So how often you, you get these impulses sent to your, your muscles. Um, so there's so, so many different variables you could play with. Um, and there's so many different techniques other than just changing bio, uh, you know, changing load biomechanically and or at different angles. You could do stuff like isometrics. Um, you know, where you're holding, where you're contracting maximally, but you're not lengthening or shortening any muscles. Um, mm -hmm. So, common example would be a plank, uh, high plank, side bridge, um, glute bridge. Uh, what other ones you got? Oh, just like pushing uh, against something that you can't move, really. Yes, and it's it's just quickly on the back of that. It's during those um, isometric holds where we bring about the most. Well, there's research suggests that when we produce isometric force that's when we produce maximal voluntary contraction that's it yeah hmm. and that's 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 brilliant i mean you're working maximally and you know you're you're really contracting the muscle groups um and that's going to bring about change so it's not yeah. about just pumping heavy iron all day every day you know <laughs> when you're lifting a dumbbell to do your dumbbell bench press it's not just the weight that's making you adapt it's the stabilization you know the core gets involved um and there's this whole bunch of variations of different things that come into play so you know to, to get stronger you can work on other parts of your body and core is just one of those things that you you know everyone should just try and train like stabilize uh, so just do some isometrics on them as well and you could also train um, 
isometrically like if you find like a really narrow wall that somehow you could you know sort of lie put your back against and then put your hand on the wall opposite but then sort of like have your elbows bent but enough to really push against the wall you can still like sort of train your chest if you know what i mean mm. or if yeah. you've got something that you could really push as well and um there's one exercise that's really good and this is for more like people with um who are slightly older and who has because um, one of my clients that I worked with at, um, at the university was um, she had arthritis in her right knee right, and okay. we found that actually a research to to help her and it actually improved her um, her, her what's it called uh, her pain a little bit so she wasn't actually feeling as much pain at the start um, at the end of the program than she was at the start oh, okay. so all that was was isometric so she would just spend a couple of times a week grab a chair and then sort of like come up to a wall with a chair and then put her toes on the wall at about 45 degrees bent knees and then she'll push mm -hmm. against the wall as hard as she can for like five seconds relax and then five seconds rest five seconds on five seconds rest yeah. five seconds on and then just after i know like it seems like a while maybe two three months like her her pain went down so we measured it with something called a womac which is a pain index for arthritis um, and it went down quite a bit as well. So, you know, there are improvements that you can do and it's, you know, it's not just strictly confined to muscles. It's confined mm. to all kinds of stuff as well. Mm. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Mikey, but is it analgesic exercises, pain-free pain exercise, analgesic? Really sure. I think that so might be the word. Rings a bell, yeah. Mm. Okay, so I think that's a really, really good point because it just increases our level of awareness because like so many people have this preconceived belief that in order to gain muscle then you have to add more weight you know let like so many people will go let's increase the weight come on come on come on but yeah. very rarely will people actually go no let's keep the weight or even drop the weight and increase the time under the attention that we're that we're doing the rep mm. in fact when, whenever i see people doing st stuff slightly wrong in the gym I'm. I have no hesitancy just to go over. I'll strip the weight off by half. So if someone's doing, say, a 40 kg lap pull down, I'll go, "Hey, do you do you mind if I just show you something?" And I'll literally change the weights from a 40 down to a 20. And be like, "Bro, bro, what are you doing?" <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I'll say, "Okay, look, this is what we're gonna do." And then I'll kind of go through and explain how we're going to take much more time and control on the rep. And so it just goes to show that exercise can be just as effective, if not more effective, when we utilize time and attention and various other means of bringing about tension. Perfect, mate. That's that's pretty good, mate. You, you're brave <laughs> heading over, even if he's like quite like, well, like four <laughs> times the size of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't no shame. <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. That's really good. I rate that. You know, I really respect personal trainers that do that as well. And um, well, thank I, you. I, I well, it's good. A bit more as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's up to them if they take it or not, and they can they can choose. Yeah. But yeah, um, nice. Any yeah. other techniques? So what have we got? We've got eccentric loading, we've got time under tension. There's also pauses. So for mm. example, kind of looking at um, rep ranges. So if we say do, if we say we're doing a, um, a squat, so imagine you're descending now into a squat, going towards the floor, then you pause for say three to four seconds, and then you come up again for one second. So on a ratio scale, what that would look like on paper if you were to design a workout for yourself now is a three to four second eccentric so you'd put a three or four then you would put a colon and then you'd 
the next number would represent the number of seconds spent at the pause. So we could say another three to four seconds. Okay, so, so far we've got three, colon, three, and then colon represents, now this final number will represent the concentric phase of the, the, the time that we spend coming up through the squat, which could be one second. So three, colon, three, colon, one. Does that make sense? I hope, if you're listening, I hope that makes sense. If it doesn't, then message us on Instagram. My Instagram is at GeorgeWFit. Or if you want to get in touch with Mikey, Mikey's Instagram is at PrimalStandard. And we can just let you guys know. If not, YouTube it. Perfect. No, nicely said, mate. And I think that that's another good quality as well. I mean, you know, when you think about people squatting as well, um, you know, let alone if it's like weight, weighted or not weighted. Um, I mean, if you've got some, something heavy at home, you could hold on to it, do like a goblet squat. Um, mm -hmm. And but that pause at the bottom is actually quite a nice little thing actually to to make it slightly harder just because you're removing that plyometric effect when you're going down, and then um, you're kind of like letting that settle out and then come back up. You work a little bit harder as well, and um, mm -hmm. I think the key thing with that is um, for the listeners to know is definitely don't lose tension at the bottom or throughout any yeah. bit. You keep that tension tight in the core uh, and really really just stay in control. That's the that's the a key key thing to do as well stay in control mm. i actually got that tip off sam chapman he's a PT oh, sam chapman, he's, yeah yeah so we'll um we'll shout him out maybe at the end of this podcast but um yeah it came from him so thank you for that sam bless nice but yeah any other variables or sort of not variables uh techniques um, off the top of my head not that i can think of but I wanted to, unless you have any Mikey, of course. Oh yeah, I was just going to touch on the rep ranges uh, and everything as well for just uh, muscle gain. So with regards to hypertrophy, and this is according to ACSM's guide, um, eight to 12 reps, two to three sets for hypertrophy. Uh, and then anything higher about like 12, 15, 15 to 20 reps is more muscular endurance and in anything lower it will be um, strength based. So six reps and lower will be like more strength based. Mm. that's a really good point often people get a bit confused as to what sort of rep ranges they should be really using um, for example a client of mine came up to me the other day well not the other day but I think it was maybe a couple of weeks back and um, she said George look I'm wanting to tone up um, and I wanted to get clear on what she meant by tone and basically we, we kind of um, she was referencing to building up a bit of muscle tone and endurance so where she typically been using maybe uh, I think it was six to eight reps mm. I said oh, oh okay well that's that's potentially a mistake so we should now increase the volume but decrease the intensity and then that will bring her better results mm. that's mm. really good and I think that comes off nicely what we said like at pretty much at the start of the podcast about having something structured um, something planned um, yes. and that will really really help you get results definitely perfect but yeah what's that thing that you were going to say before as well um, yeah so i was going to um bring our attention to a paper that myself and and you have uh, have investigated and it's a paper by uh, james fisher he's he's a researcher at our Australian university um but the paper basically was investigating um the use of light versus heavy loads um and whilst much of the literature is in favor for heavy loads and resistance training because of the fact that a it's more time efficient because of course you're not having to do as many reps uh, 
Uh, B, potentially dom the DOMS isn't as great, so the amount of delayed onset muscle soreness that one may or may not experience typically isn't as much as if you were doing higher repetition reps. And the reason for that generally, as the research describes, is because when we use a low intensity or low load, but then for more reps, so this is typically in the endurance phase now, we will generally experience more delay onset muscle soreness. And why is that? It's because more time, there's more me me metabolic stress going on, more time is, is being put under tension. Um, and so typically people will experience more discomfort. So it's just becoming aware of what loads you should or should not be using. Ultimately, they all bring about change. It's just about utilizing what's going to be most beneficial for you in that given time. Nicely said, mate. That's really good. Yeah, I do remember reading that paper a little bit because um, we had to learn it in class, but you explained it really well, mate. So, yeah. Thank you. Nice one. But, um, but yeah, anything else? I think, I mean, I've, 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 I think we've covered quite a decent amount. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I want to keep this fairly concise. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we'll finish up there, to be honest. Yeah, it's nice. But, um, but yeah, so where can a big world find you, George? Awesome, guys. So the big world can find me on Instagram at George W. Fit. That's George W. Fit. Guys, if you want to get in touch, find out anything, please do. Um, you know, Mikey and I always say we are humans. We're not aliens. Yeah. And <laughs> any questions at all, please, please don't be afraid to ask. But yeah, so that's me on Instagram. And um, what about yourself, Mikey? Where can where can people find you? Yeah, so I'm at um, Primal Standards. So that is Primal underscore Standard. Uh, and from there, you can find a bunch of resources as well. And yeah, please do get in touch. And I'll be love to, uh, you know, we'll love to hear your opinion on our podcast and any of our content, really. And really just to get to know you, to, to have a little chat as well. Um, George run a live class every Monday, Wednesdays and Friday so definitely check those out um, 20 minute class I believe right yeah 20 to 30 minutes yeah that's it and just smash it out really um, and that's that's the good thing as well it's all live on Instagram so you join in with George um, so it's not like a yeah. pre-recorded workout <laughs> oh nice one I appreciate that Mikey thank yeah, anytime, you and guys anytime. just a quick note as well Mikey's also bringing out lots and lots of really scientific based um, content for you so if, you, if you're looking for information that's broken down quite concisely and very clearly, um, then I'd definitely, definitely recommend checking out Mikey's profile um, simply because it's coming from a credible source and it's just very simple to understand. But yeah, cheers for that, George. You're welcome. Nice little shout out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyways, guys, we appreciate your time and um, please stay safe, you know, be happy, eat healthy and keep moving. Yes, as always, guys, thank you for listening and take care. Thank you. See you later, George. Yeah, bye-bye. Cheers, bye.